Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. There's a time and a place for black and white. Like when you're learning to play piano. Or when you want a big two-toned cookie. Or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing. From banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11, 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running, and I'm so far from my. We will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying.
ladies and gentlemen, when you hear that sound, you know two things. Number one, it's a BehindTheSteelCurtain.com podcast. And number two, if you've been with us since we started, it's the flagship. The standard is the standard. I'm Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and joining me this week, and it's true, the, the, the saying of the show is true, the standard remains the standard, is not Lance Williams. He's at Disney World right now with his family. It's Brian Anthony Davis. How's it going, Brian? Very good. Glad to be with you on the flagship show. This is a, this is a big move for me, Jeff. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> this is the big leagues. This is the big leagues. You've been uh, kicking around <laughs> the minors. Uh, obviously, you co-host the uh, Steelers Hangover with me on Mondays. You do your factor fiction on Tuesdays. Three-day work week. I don't. I don't hope you're not expecting overtime pay. Uh, but you know what? It's Ravens week. I don't think you mind talking about this game. It's going to be big. Folks, if you don't know or if you've been living under a rock, the Pittsburgh Steelers have an unbelievable opportunity uh, ahead of them, and that's if they win on Sunday, on Christmas Day at 4.30 at Heinz Field when the Ravens come to town. They not only clinch the AFC North, they clinch a playoff berth, and they make the scenario very interesting for Week 17. Um, To break it down simply, if the Ravens, lose, and they're not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but it's going to be a tough road road to hope for them. Um, if the Ravens lose and the Steelers win, they can still potentially claim the number two seed in the AFC playoff picture based on the fact that it depends on what Oakland and Kansas City do. With three games remaining, the Steelers needed the Kansas City Chiefs and the Oakland Raiders to both go one and two, and the Steelers needed to win their final three games. And if that happened, they would actually claim the number two seed they would claim the first round by, and they would obviously host at least one playoff game, which would be in the divisional round, and potentially two, depending on what happened to the number one seed. Now, if you follow the week's action last week, the Kansas City Chiefs lost to the Titans, so that's a good step in the right direction there. But the Oakland Raiders were able to come back and beat the San Diego Chargers. So it's going to be interesting to watch. Now, when you look at this matchup, because really it's not about everything else, I wouldn't say the odds are good or great. Um, or even moderate, that the Steelers actually claim the number two seed. However, the Steelers and the Ravens, it always brings up memories of these really ridiculous hard-fought games, 13-7s, 13-10s, just really weird scores. That One play, sometimes it was just one play that, that swung this series, this game. It doesn't really have that to me, I guess. I guess is where I want to start. To me, this rivalry now, and it still is a rivalry, it, it's far less fierce as what it once was. Uh, maybe the Bengals have taken some of that out of the Steelers. Um, maybe it's because the Ravens have won four straight games and five out of six against Pittsburgh in the last three seasons. Um, Brian, what are your thoughts on this rivalry in general? I mean, I, I don't know if you wonder if you're gathered what I'm saying. I mean, we live in Maryland. It's a little bit more personal for us. But at the same time, it just seems like this – this rivalry has kind of lost its luster a little bit. This is going to help, but I just don't feel like it's the same as it was when Heinz Ward and Ed Reed and Ray Lewis and all those guys were around. You know, it's a different cast of characters, but when these players from teams, when they join that team, there's one thing that they know. They know that the enemy is either Baltimore or Pittsburgh. They know that. They know the history of this. And they feel it when they walk on the field, when they play each other. They know that it's going to be intense. They know it's twice a year. So they, they definitely, it's ingrained in them wherever they go. If you're in Baltimore, wherever you go, it's going to be like, you've got to be Pittsburgh. Same thing 
in Pittsburgh, but not to the same extent because Cincinnati's in there too. But if you ask any diehard Steeler fan, you know, they're going to say, you can say, you know, like Cincinnati's more of the enemy right now. They're like, nope, still hate Baltimore. You know, you can't say anything good about Baltimore with some people. can't say anything good about Cincinnati with all people as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, it's something that's just going to endure. It has become Yankees, Red Sox. Uh, remember Redskins and Cowboys in the 70s and 80s? It has become, you know, that caliber of of a great rivalry. So, I, you know, it is still recognized as one of the finest rivalries in all of sports. I saw a poll where it had them ranked number nine in all of sports, and that included international soccer. So that's, a, mm. you know, something still up there. But if you ask the players, it's Baltimore. They're the bad guys. In Baltimore, Pittsburgh, yeah. bad guys, Jeff. Absolutely. No, I, I agree with that. And I think maybe as I think about it a little bit more, it's more about how the Steelers and Ravens haven't really had a truly meaningful game since the 2014 AFC wildcard game where the Ravens came behind field. If you remember, that was when Le'Veon Bell, who had an all-pro season, was injured the week prior against the Bengals. Um, and they ended up losing that game to the Ravens. Since then, you know, last year, the, I think the Ravens went 5-11. and 11. It was a very dismal season for them, even though they won both their games against Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh, they just haven't had those big matchups. I mean, when you think about the greatest matchups in this rivalry's history, you're thinking about divisional round games, AFC championship games, games that uh, at the end of the season that, are, that have a lot of magnitude towards the postseason and things like that. And that's what we have on this. That's what we have on the docket this Sunday. Is this game is big? It is big, and I honestly, and Brian, I'm going to ask you this question after I pose it to you. Obviously, I'm trying to think of a bigger game in the regular season the Steelers have had in the past. I don't know five to seven years, especially a divisional game. I cannot think of one. I mean, we're talking Week 16 action. That's late in the season. Typically, you know, things are wrapped up by then. It's not wrapped up. It's anything but. Can you think of a game, not necessarily against Baltimore, but for Pittsburgh, that was this big at the end of the season that means so much that if you lose this game, now Pittsburgh still has more hope. If Baltimore loses, they're basically done. But if Pittsburgh loses, they're, they're clinging on to hope of someone else helping them out. What Can you think of something, a game that was different? It's tough because in the last six or seven years, the season most always ends with Cleveland in Pittsburgh and with Cincinnati and Baltimore, um, even though there is some interchanging in there. Um, there, there was a, a couple of games with Cincinnati in the last couple of years, but nothing to this magnitude. This is, uh, this is really your entire season um, for both teams, especially, you know, for Pittsburgh. I mean, I know it's not, a, it's not lose and you're definitely out, but lose and you've got a very tough road to hoe. And that's all there is to it. But something that makes this game even greater is Pittsburgh wins this game. There's a possibility that in the divisional round of the playoffs, the three seed against the six seed, it could be Baltimore coming back to Heinz Field too. So these, these yeah. teams can play a third time this year. And that depends on Miami because remember Baltimore has a, has a, uh, a tiebreaker against Miami and if Miami falters, that could be a possibility even if uh, Baltimore loses this game. So, actually, Pittsburgh has more to lose in this game than Baltimore because a loss means that they are really 
looking for miracles elsewhere and watching TVs elsewhere and hoping that something happens to get them in. Baltimore can still lose and uh, still have a half-decent chance of getting in. Their odds are a little bit better. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Got to get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay, and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah. For the Pittsburgh to have any realistic shot, if they lose this game, is if it's a two, three, or four-team tie. Because what you have when that happens is the head-to-head matchups get thrown out the window. And that's what Pittsburgh needs against Baltimore. Because if they lose to Baltimore and Baltimore sweeps the season series, anything head-to-head is going to go to Baltimore right after that. But if they were able to, if there were another team, you know, if it's like Miami and then Denver somehow claims a, a spot, different things come into play. And actually, I think those tiebreakers favor Pittsburgh. But it's going to be interesting to watch. And I know folks are sitting there listening to the show and thinking, okay, guys, let's get to the upcoming game. I, we're going to get there. But I have one really important question. Brian, I know you're a history guy like me when it comes to the Steelers. You really remember a lot of minute details about these games. And this is kind of putting you on the spot, but I've been thinking about it myself. In your opinion, what is, has been your best Steelers-Ravens game that you can recall in, in the team's history? So think back to all those great games. Which one, when you think of Steelers-Ravens, comes to mind? There's been so many good ones. Well, you know what? I'm going to throw out the AFC Championship games and the AFC Divisional yeah, let's, games. Let's throw, out, just... let's throw, out, let's throw let's out the playoffs. No playoffs, regular season. Let's go regular season. And I'm telling you, the one that, that just comes to mind right away, and this might not be the best, but it was one of the most important. And it was two, December of 2008. And did Antonio Holmes break the plane of the goal line or not? Oh, yeah. In Baltimore, <laughs> they still say no. They still say no because they're going to say no. That's Baltimore. But that was just a fantastic game. I believe that was like week 14 or week 15, and that was for the division. Yep. And that was probably the answer to your last question. When was a late-season December game in the division that big? Probably that, that 2008 game. And, you know, they met again in the AFC Championship game. As we all know, Pittsburgh won the Super Bowl and had a lot to do with that game. They, they were losing in that game. They had to come back, and yeah. they had a, that was a very tough defense. We talk about how good Baltimore's defense now is now. Well, that that defense was wiped out back then, and they were able to penetrate us. And San Antonio Holmes just just got in. Yeah, no, I remember that game, and that's that would be on my list of regular season games. When it comes to the most pleasurable game, and I know I'm kind of creating categories here. It's like asking which is your favorite kid. Obviously, I'm going to pick. Um, I'm going to pick games where. Uh, the Steelers win the Monday night game where they wore the throwbacks. Brian, help me with this year. Was it 2007? Uh, where I want to say it was Monday, Monday night football. Steelers were up 35 to nothing at halftime. That was the game where Ed Reed met James Harrison on a punt return, and it did not end well for Mr. Reed. I think Heinz Ward had a couple of really big blocks in that game as well. That was just – you don't get those very often. 
And the Ravens got the best of the Steelers, um, I want to say, in 2010 or 2009, where they opened the season in Baltimore and just throttled the Steelers. Oh, you don't see those very often. 11. But the Pittsburgh, yeah, the Pittsburgh game in that Monday nighter, the, the gold helmets, the white pants, they absolutely just lay the lumber on them in a lot of different ways. But the game that I pick, and I hate saying this because Ben Roethlisberger is my favorite player. Um, it was in 2004 when I really started to buy into the, everything Steelers and was really – I just dove in head first. I'd always been a fan, but it's different when you're seeing players drafted that are your age and stuff like that. Um, but for me, it was a game that Ben Roethlisberger didn't even play. And it was a great Charlie Batch game, you know. Batch is making seasons his last start, and he's at M&T Bank Stadium against the best defense in the league, and no one's giving him a chance. And it comes down to that one play. He hits Keith Miller in the flat. Somehow he keeps his feet in bounds and dives, and the football hits the pylon, and amazing. But then you have also have the, the game where, um, correct me, the year, Brian, where nothing was going right for Pittsburgh, and it wasn't until Palomalu comes blitzing off the edge, and Zach Flacco causes a fumble. Lamar Woodley picks it up. Um, it, it, these games are just <laughs> tremendous. We could spend a whole hour talking about this. December I'm 2010. Hoping, yeah, I'm hoping for another repeat of a great game. Um, I hope it's not super close. Uh, I'd love to be able to sit back and just enjoy it, but at the same time, that rarely ever happens. So let's get down to brass tacks and talk about this upcoming game when there's no better way to where it starts than with injuries. Um, right now, both teams are kind of banged up. Uh, but Pittsburgh, they're having some key injuries. Now, Wednesday, that's when the show airs live. It's today, obviously, there's their first reported practice. If you haven't checked out the injury report yet, the injury report for the Steelers was a lengthy one, um, and I'm going to publish an article about this tomorrow, basically saying it's still too early to freak out about this, but the following players did not practice for injury purposes. Anthony Chiquillo with an ankle, Ladarius Greens with a concussion, Shamarco Thomas with a concussion, and then Stephon Tewitt with a knee. Limited participation was Darius Taylor Bay with his foot, Ricardo Matthews with his ankle, and full participation was D'Angelo Williams with his knee. D'Angelo Williams looks like he's going to be back this week. That's great news for the Steelers. Um, Ricardo Matthews practicing even on a limited basis is good news. Um, but with the other players, you're looking at Stephon Tuitt, and you're looking at Ladarius Green. Those are the biggest names on there. And with Ladarius Green in the concussion protocol, it's not looking good for him. He's going to have to get back to practice soon, even if it's just limited. Um, because I'm not sure if people listening or if you haven't read the website, I've tried to detail this as much as possible. The way concussion protocols work, and it's different for every sport and every, well, not every sport, but pretty much every um, athletic endeavor, the, the concussion protocols are very similar, in which case you have to wait for the symptoms to stop. And then once then once that happens, you can start slowly start to put stress back on the body, and you have to see if the symptoms reoccur. And if they reoccur, you get sent back to the start, starting line. It's like uh, Monopoly, go back to start, do not pass go, do not collect $200. And you have to wait until they finally get up to being able to go full go at practice. And sometimes that can take multiple weeks. DJ Finney went through it quickly. That's rare. Javon Hargrave, um, same thing. Sometimes these concussions can linger as Shamarco Thomas is perfectly, um, being the perfect example for that. But my question for you, Brian, is are these injuries, particularly the Darius Green and Stefan too, which do you think is more serious for the Steelers' chances on Sunday? Ladarius Green, without a doubt. And the reason I say that, Jeff, is simple. He has, since his arrival, finally, when it was a long-awaited r- arrival, under a shroud of mystery, 
and uh, we didn't know whether it was an ankle. We didn't know whether it was concussion symptoms. We've never really heard the exact reason why he was out that long. But when he finally arrived, Ben started getting, finding a rapport with him. They tried right away. The first chance they got on that two-point conversion attempt against Dallas, they went to their new toy. And you knew they were going to. And, you know, it wasn't a completion, but they kept going back to him. And week after week, you started seeing a rapport. That Indianapolis game comes around, and then he had two 30-plus yarders. And we're like, this guy has arrived. And he has taken the bullseye off of Antonio Brown. Now, we're getting some good production out of the other receivers, but Ladarius Green is so important. He has assumed a lot of the Martavis Bryant role that we've been missing all year. So this is the guy that we need in that lineup. You're right. It's going to be very tough. But if he does, if you do see him on a practice report, even in uh, limited action, that, that does bode well. But with his uh, perceived history of concussions and uh, lingering headaches, it worries me greatly, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, he had two concussions last year against San Diego. I want to say they're only a week apart. That's not good, um, if anyone knows anything about head injuries. But I'm going to disagree with you here. Um, I think that the Steelers will be okay on offense. They were okay on offense before Ladarius Green came back from the pup list, and I think they can be fine without him because Eli Rogers seems to be coming into his end. Sammy Coates played 30 offensive snaps on Sunday, which is the most he's played since he broke his hand, I believe, in, in the uh, Week 5 game against the New York Jets. To me, it's Stephon to it. I think that the, the Ravens are going to want, to want to run the football. And although the Steelers got away with, with it against the um, Bengals, especially in the second half on Sunday, it doesn't mean they're going to be able to do that against Baltimore. Baltimore's zone blocking scheme typically gives the Steelers trouble. You want Stephon to it in there to really anchor whichever side he's on because he's been bouncing around to the left and the right side. If they can get him back, even if it's just in a part-time role, uh, you know, where he might have to brace up his knee, he plays specific downs or, you know, running downs or passing downs, they would love to have him in the rotation. And because Ricardo Matthews, who has played well this year and is a huge upgrade over Cam Thomas, although I think I would be an upgrade over Cam Thomas, all five foot nine, <laughs> 170 pounds of me, um, Still, I look at this and say that I think Stefan Tuitt, if they can get him back, I really like the defense. Even if he's not 100%, I really like this defense against the Ravens offense. And we're going to get into this more, but the injury situation is key for both teams, though. Jimmy Smith, cornerback Jimmy Smith, he was, I believe he missed practice today. Now, he has a high ankle sprain. He suffered that on the Monday night game against the New England Patriots two weeks ago. If he doesn't play... Well, now we've the Ravens have quite a quandary because you're looking at, okay, who is going to cover whom? And it's going to be tough with the Steelers' weapons. Um, I, mean, I know you're probably going to talk about that in your offensive keys, the victory here in a bit. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see. So the injury situation is the injury situation. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event. 
even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. And now, the last time, speaking of injuries, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers had the following players healthy was Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell, all three healthy in a game. It was in 2014, and that was the game where Ben threw six touchdowns against the Ravens on Sunday Night Football. That was the, game, the day that they uh, retired Mean Joe Green's number at Heinz Field. Um, I believe that was the game. No. I'm sorry, yep. it wasn't the November game. November um, Was it? Yeah. I was supposed to go. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but still, that was the last time that they have actually all three been healthy to play the Ravens. And the last time that Ben Roethlisberger was healthy to play the Ravens at home was the AFC wildcard game in 2014. They haven't played. Remember, Mike Vick was the quarterback in 2015, and Roethlisberger had just been injured in week three against the Rams. My question for you, and this is a – if you haven't checked this out on the website, anyone listening, um, you go to the Steelers Connection. That's a podcast that I do by myself. It's, it's very short, typically around 10 minutes in length. I wrote – I did a, a podcast on the Killer Bees, which this year – it's normally Martavis Bryant's on the there, but it's Ben, Brown, and Bell. They really haven't been running on all three cylinders. If they're each a cylinder of the engine, it's always typically one or two are firing, but then the other – the third one is just kind of, uh, you know – on cruise control or in neutral. Um, it, it, it's, I would love to be able to see this offense really break through. And that's Antonio Brown has a big game. When I say a big game, I'm talking about, you know, over 100 yards receiving. And I'm talking about Ben Roberts having a big game. It's over 300 yards throwing. And for Bell, it's over 100 yards rushing. And believe it or not, if all three of those players did that, it is very feasible that they could do that based on the fact that for Antonio Brown, Lady on and Ben Roberts, those are rather mundane numbers. My question for you, Brian, is though, is what do you think has been keeping those three players from being at their best together? Because when you go back, and I did this in the article, in the last five games, the five-game winning streak that we all are very familiar with now, in the last five games, never once have they had all three players just killing it. It's always been, you know, Bell goes ballistic in Buffalo, then plays like a turd, and Antonio Brown gets a, a couple receptions here or there. And it's the same in, in other games. I think the closest thing we had as fans to them all going together 
was the New York Giants game. But I'm curious to see what you think. What do you think is holding these three back? Is it play calling? Is it effectiveness? Um, what do you think is keeping these this three-cylinder engine from really cranking out the horsepower? Well, there's a couple of different situations, Jeff. Um, I also thought they had a pretty decent uh, – the threesome had a pretty decent game on uh, on Thanksgiving. I believe all of them were – were fairly effective in that game. I mean, because, you know, Antonio went for three. Um, I'm not sure exactly what Ben's numbers, if they were, Ben's numbers may have been pedestrian in that game, but Le'Veon Bell went off too. So I think that was a decent game for them. But here's what the problem's been. It's, it's been a few things. If you look at uh, when, you know, Ben was not healthy when he first came back. Um, We talk about it all the time. His record when he, first comes back is like two and seven, two and eight coming back from injury. And that's the game that he came back in. You almost knew it was going to be a wash when he went up and, and, and faced Baltimore at M&T stadium. Um, so he just wasn't there. He, he just was not effective. He was not able to play at that point, but he was in there and that helped pave the way for other things. But even the next week, he wasn't, even though he had a good game, he still wasn't doing everything perfect like we're used to with Ben. And then you have the Antonio Brown situation. When Sammy Coates went down for a while and you had Darius Hayward Bay out without anybody else in, he was getting mugged. Um, he was getting mugged a lot. And at that point, you had to rely on, on Le'Veon Bell and get the running game going. So with that being said, you know, that's a lot of the – that's is what neutralized Antonio Brown at that time. When Le'Veon Bell has been neutralized, um, mostly it was against Baltimore also because that's a very hard team to run against. And he just was not uh, – um, I believe after the, uh, the Baltimore game is uh, when he started running a little more wild and he started reeling off the four straight 100-yard games. If I'm not mistaken, I think that was against Dallas when that, that started to commence. But, you know, at that point against Baltimore, they were running into a wall, which they're going to see that wall again, especially, you know, Michael Pierce and, uh, and uh, Brandon, gosh, the big fella. What's the uh, – Williams, I think. He's an alternate – pardon me? I think it's Brandon Williams. Is that his name? Brandon Williams. I can look yeah. it up. Uh, yeah, the nose tackle. I mean, I've, I've seen his name all week in scouting reports. Um you know, they ran. He ran into that situation too. So, it hasn't been a perfect storm for this team um, with the big three. But when they all get going at once, it's lights out, Jess. Yeah, and that's that's what I think that the Steelers need in this game. Um, they they need those playmakers to step up and make big plays. Uh, and it's not just on offense. I mean, if Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown are all connecting, they're all clicking, well, that means that, in my opinion, they're able to do whatever they want offensively. They can run it whenever they want it, and they can throw whenever they want it. And when you can do that, you've got the opponent exactly where you want them. Now, with that said, um, you talk about the, the Ravens and you look at their offense and you look at their defense and you try to figure out as fans, and this is all from a layman's perspective, you try to figure out exactly what the team, the black and gold, are going to do when they approach this game. Are they going to try and come out throwing? Are they going to come out and run the ball? 
this is where we typically go into our offense versus defense, defense versus offense. You decided. I'm excited for this because I typically do the offense, but I gave you the option. You said you wanted to do the three keys to victory for the offense versus the uh, the Ravens. I'm curious to see what you think, and then I'll go ahead and go with the defense. So go ahead. What are your three keys to victory for the Steelers offense against the Baltimore defense? Well, first of all, I'm saying air it out early and often and go deep. Um, you have Sammy Coates. Let him take the top off the defense early, try to loosen some things up. And, uh, you know, those fingers are getting better. He has, he has the ability to pull one in. And uh, he was actually one of the guys that was completely befuddling. Even though he didn't catch a lot of balls against Cincinnati, he was the one that was uh, confusing uh, Drake or Patrick enough to have him have those four penalties late in the game. So get Coates involved or throw it up top. But when you're talking about the wide receivers and the passing game, make sure those secondary receivers you know, get three to four balls like uh, you typically have because they're coming, coming up big. So you're looking at guys like Eli Rogers, Kobe Hamilton, which that guy's, that guy's a force for them. If you throw, throw him three to four times a, a game, he's going to come up with 75 to 80% of the ball thrown to him. Um, and he's proven it. Even the tight end, get them involved three to four times a day. But the guy you want to see getting a majority of the targets, and if they are weak at secondary, especially with a guy like Jimmy Smith, if he is out, then you have a chance to, you know, get 12 to 15 to uh, Antonio Brown, and that's your bread and butter right there. So the passing game, that's number one for me early and often. When I'm talking the second key to victory, you know, if you have some plays to uh, try to stretch the defensive line out, if you pound it up the middle and it's just not working, have some stuff on the outside ready. Even go two back sets if you have to. If you have a healthy D'Angelo Williams in there, I mean, make him, make them look at him and Le'Veon Bell at the same time and decide that they've got to loosen up on one because they can't let the other one roam free. So I think that might be a possibility in that game, maybe a two back set. And the third thing, do not let Baltimore in your head and don't let them dictate the pace of the game. So, Stay the course. Know what you're doing in this game on offense, and don't get cute just to try to outsmart Baltimore because they are they're mind games. They're mind games personified, and they will try to get in your head, try to just fluster you enough that you're trying to change things like crazy. No, have some plans. Have some plan Bs ready so you're not scrambling. So as far as I'm concerned, Jeff, that's the three keys to the game on offense for me. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. 
Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. And I agree with all of those. And I really love the, the point about um, the pace of play. Because you noticed against New England, and we watched that game, I noticed that those of us watched that game, um, the Patriots pushed the tempo. And it's because the, 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 the Baltimore Ravens, the defensive line is not like Pittsburgh's. Pittsburgh's defensive line is actually kind of outside of Daniel McCullers, is kind of trim. Uh, they're not like the really big boys that you're used to seeing on the defensive front. They're, they're, they're more athletic. They have some weight to them. I'm not saying they're little guys, but um, they're more athletic. They're more rangy. They're more sideline to sideline players. The Baltimore Ravens defensive front, they are big. Every one, every one of them is 300 plus, and those boys get tired. And so if the Steelers are smart, I like how you said, come out throwing, open up the run that way. But if D'Angelo Williams is healthy, and if he's, if he's really 100% healthy, and I mean like, you know, he could get the ball 10 times and not re-injure his knee and then he's done for the year uh, because of a re-injury of the previous uh, situation, I would love to see them have Le'Veon Bell split out in the slot, go with like a four-wide set, three-wide set even, and have De- uh, D'Angelo Williams in the backfield. Because in the past, when they've done this, they've had Fitzgerald Tucson in the backfield. I'm not saying anything against Fitzgerald Tucson, but he's not D'Angelo Williams. He's not the guy that almost rushed for 1,000 yards last year in very limited action in terms of when Le'Veon Bell came back before he got injured. If D'Angelo Williams is in the backfield, now all of a sudden the Ravens have to account for the running back as well as a really good running back who's split out wide, and then the receivers are out there as well. It's going to really, I think it would be a really interesting wrinkle to see. I'm not sure they're going to do that. It all depends on Williams' health, but I like your keys. I do a lot. Um, for me, I'm going to go to the defensive side. Now, this is typically Lance's domain, and so I'm kind of nervous because he's very, you know, he's, he's very much uh, detailed and, and very stats guy. I'm not so much stats guy. I'm more of an eye. Give me the eye test. And when I watch the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. This matchup can, can kind of cause you to get a little iffy because, you kind of, in my opinion, as great as the defense has been, you're always kind of waiting for that Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde team to show back up again where it's very chaotic, not organized in the back half, giving up a lot of yards. Think back to even to the first half against the Bengals. That's kind of what you saw. Uh, they weren't able to you – know, they were tackling the catch well, but they were giving up a lot of first downs. The Ravens have weapons, and I know the Ravens' offense just gets hammered relentlessly about how they're not they're no good and Flacco's overrated. Well, Joe Flacco can make the throws. He can. He's proven that time and time again. He's won a Super Bowl. Shouldn't have to explain that, but yet I guess I do. Um, on top of that, personally, I think that the Steelers' defense, they need to stop the run, number one, because the, the Ravens, although they've abandoned the run the past few weeks, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out and really try to get the run going and then to set up play action. I mean, look at the receivers that they have. Um, not only Dennis Pitt at tight end, but you have to, uh, Kamar Aiken, who's tortured the Steelers in the past. You have Mike Wallace, who took a little screen pass the distance in, against the that Memphis Bank Stadium earlier this year. Steve Smith Sr., I can't stand the guy, but he still is a good football player. Um, and then you have uh, Brashad Perryman, who's a big, fast, strong guy. They have a lot of weapons, and that's not counting guys like uh, Michael Campanero, who scored a touchdown against Pittsburgh last year at Heinz Field in week four. So I just think that this this defensive approach is going to be a tough one for Pittsburgh. They need to be gap-found, and 
it sounds crazy, but the first thing is stop the run. The second thing is you have to tackle. The Steelers are the best defense when they're tackling. They're, they're very sure, you know, shoring up the tackle, tackling the catch, whatever you want to call it. Think back to last week. I keep pointing back to that game, but in the second half, one of the biggest things you saw was better tackling. Um, they were getting to the football. They're flying around. That's what you want to see. The Ravens, even in their previous matchup, the Steelers' defense played well. You had the sense that there were times where the Steelers were on their heels. They weren't reacting to the ball. They were kind of waiting and see, waiting to see what happens. That's not a good situation against any, any, any offense, especially one like this in a very close, contested game, which it probably will be. And then lastly is you have to get to Flacco. Flacco is not as mobile as he once was since his knee injury. He's not as confident in the pocket, in pocket, naturally so, when the people were around his legs. If you don't get to him, you have to hit him. Now, Joe Flacco, and I've seen a lot of their games because, I've, like again, we live in Maryland. Uh, you watch them closely as rivals. You want to see what they're doing. He is rather unflappable. The guy's been teed off on, and he just gets up. I mean, he's just a very reliable, he's a very durable player. Um I think they, they just have to get pressure on the quarterback. Again, it doesn't have to necessarily be sacks. They got to Andy Dalton. I think they only sacked him once, but they were putting pressure on him. And the same thing against Eli Manning. They were getting pressure on him. They were making him move his feet. They are making him get off his launching point. That's what the Steelers' defense needs to do. So in my opinion, the three that I'm going to do or that I'm going to talk about and I did talk about are stop the run, make him one-dimensional. You cannot – you have to fly to the football and tackle well. And then lastly, you need to get pressure on the quarterback, force him to make a throw that he's not comfortable making. They need to force more three and outs and, and get good field position for that offense. Brian, what do you think about those? You know, I agree with you wholeheartedly. The main thing was number three. You know, the key to beating a team like the New England Patriots is bust Tom Brady in the mouth. And that's always been the same thing with Joe, Fal- Joe Flacco. If you can get to him, and he's tough to get to sometimes, but if you can get to him and bust him in the mouth earlier, he becomes a lot more tentative. Uh, that's something I've noticed with him. Um, but the problem is getting to him. And especially with a guy like Marshall Yonda there, and you also have a guy like uh, Ronnie Stanley who's really coming along, it's tough to get to that guy. And you even have the fullback uh, – I always mispronounce his name. I believe it's Kyle Yusick. But, uh, you know, he's a pro bowler now, and he also protects Joe Flacco. So it's hard to get to this guy. But if you can just bust him, just bust him early and just give him a good smackdown, he's a, he has a lot more trouble getting the ball off and gets rattled. Yeah, and it's going to be really interesting. And, and, and the one thing that Lance and I never talk about on the show but if there's a game where we should, it's special teams. Uh, this, these, these games come down to special teams. Think back to that <clears throat> loss earlier this year. Special teams, they gave up. You know, Sean Davis was told the wrong call at the line of scrimmage. He doesn't block the punt. The, the guy that's rushing on the punter, Jordan Berry's punt gets blocked. They score a touchdown. Turned out to be the deciding score. Um, Justin Tucker is as good as they get. I mean, you feel like if you just get to the 50-yard line, he's going to be able to make a kick. The guys, it's almost like, you know, the basketball players would say, my reign starts when I walk into the gym. It's almost like his reign starts when he steps on the football field. He has an extremely strong leg, and you can't leave it up to him because he's proven that he can make kicks at high field. It does not phase him. He is good there. He's good everywhere. The Steelers' defense is really going to have to step up. But 
it's going to come down to field position in a lot of these games. So can they force three and out? They need to get in. Mike Tomlin talked about this on Tuesday in his press conference getting the Ravens into favorable down and distances. We're talking third and seven, third and eight, third and nine, or worse. Get them behind the sticks. That's when you can pin your ears back, and that's when the defense can start flying around. I think this defense is a lot different, and this offense for the Pittsburgh Steelers is a lot different than the last time they played the Ravens. It could, I'm just saying, this thing could break. I mean, and I don't know which way it's going to break. I have a feeling, but it, it could break uh, pretty bad, in my opinion, on Christmas Day. So, I'm looking at the current odds of this game, Brian, um, and currently um, I've seen everywhere from four and a half, which is the article that I wrote today, but some books have the spread up to the Steelers giving six points. Now, that's a, that's a big spread. And for the Steelers, um, they're the home team, so Vegas and the odds makers typically give the home team anywhere from two and a half to three points. So you're still looking at like a field goal spread, on ESPN's matchup predictor, they have the Pittsburgh Steelers at 70.4% favorites to win this game at home. Now's the time where we talk about our predictions. We talk about who you think is going to win, um, have by what score, and how you think the game is going to unfold. So I'll let you go first. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Okay, Jeff. Well, as far as I've been kicking around the score, and I'm trying to think of different scenarios, and I have come up with the final score, and I know I'm going to be a homer here. I just have this special feeling. It's going to be Pittsburgh, and I'm going to go ahead and say 25 to 23. And how I arrived at that is going to be the battle of the kicker. I have a feeling that it's going to be Boswell against Tucker. As you just mentioned before, Tucker is Mr. Automatic. I looked at the stat on him today. He is 24 of 40 lifetime from 50 or beyond, which is absolutely amazing. The, the all-time leader is Janikowski, 55, but he's played 17 years. Tucker is in his fifth year in the league, and he already has yeah. 24 from beyond 50, including 10 this year, which is tied for an NFL record, um, so, which is absolutely amazing to me. So he's going to get his opportunities to kick. You're probably not going to block him. He is Mr. Automatic. But if you could keep him to about, like I said, about three field goals and the same with – and give Boswell four and convert, you know, a couple touchdowns, you could go ahead and beat them 25 to 23. And that's a reasonable number for this game. I know both defenses are stout, but you could still you're good for at least a touchdown or two. And you look at that game last time, even though Pittsburgh scored a couple in garbage time, uh, they still scored twice against a pretty good defense. 
So in, And we saw how they scored with that 95-yarder to Mike, which was a, a complete miss, and you have the block. And so, you know, special teams, like you said, is a key, but if you keep it to making a field goal game, we'll just say, you know, let's give each, each team two touchdowns and win the field goal battle, you're going to win this game. Yeah, that's a that's a very strange score, but um, I like the prediction. And I can honestly speak for Brian here, folks that don't listen to our Monday show or check out the website regularly. He's not a homer. He does, and several times this year, if you look at our weekly picks where he has picked against the Steelers, um, if anyone's a homer in this, it's me. Um, I rarely pick against Pittsburgh. Um, I just always, in my mind, picture a way that the Steelers are going to win a game. Um, I even picked them against New England. I just had a feeling that Andrew Jones was going to pull out the win, and he was close, but um, still, there's a homer to me. So let's, well, let's go to my homer pick. Um, I'm going to take the Steelers. I said just a few minutes ago, I think this thing's going to break. Um, and I think it is going to break. I think it's going to break in the Steelers' favor. I just feel like the Steelers are on the, the verge of just going off, especially offensively. Um, you've seen bits and pieces of, of greatness here and there, like the Buffalo rushing attack, um, the clutch fourth quarter against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you've seen the precision against the New York Giants. Um, there's been a lot of a lot of stuff that seems to be building up, and I think that it's going to break against the uh, the Ravens. I see this game. It's it's going to be. I have a final score of 24 to 17, and I think it's going to be kind of close in the first half. I think in the second half the Steelers come out and they actually take a, a pretty demanding lead, and I think that the Ravens are going to very similar to the Giants score a late touchdown that is going to make it look closer than it actually was. But I think the Steelers send the message. I think this is a game they've been waiting to have. They're coming to Pittsburgh. They're, they have a pretty healthy football team, and it means a whole heck of a lot. This is a game, this is why I said this, there's not going to be a letdown from the Cincinnati Bengals game because the Ravens are coming to town. The AFC North is on the line. I think the Steelers show up, and I think they show up in a big way. I have the Steelers covering the spread. Final score, in my opinion, 24-17. Pittsburgh wins, and then we'll see how things go in week 17. So both of us have Pittsburgh winning, uh, which is I think is, is awesome. I think most fans would agree with that. I think we would all agree that it doesn't matter who or how they win as long as the Steelers do win the football game. You win by one, you win by 30, you still win the game. So at this time, I'd like to mention that today's show and all of our shows on the BTSC, the Behind the Steel Curtain podcast platform, which is titled The Standard is the Standard, they are sponsored by Frank Walker Law. Frank Walker Law, the top criminal defense firms, call in Western Pennsylvania and Northern West Virginia, home to one of the nation's top 100 ranked attorneys in Frank Walker. For his Pennsylvania office, you can call 412-212-3878 or reach his West Virginia office, you can call 304-712-2089. Frank Walker Law, real talk, real experience, real results, Frank Walker Law. Dot com. So, Brian, we kind of do this on our Monday show, but I always do it with Lance as well on this show. I give you a chance to kind of talk to Steeler Nation after or at the end of the show. Go ahead and um, you, have, you have the floor. You get on your soapbox and, and talk to the Steeler fans out there about what's coming up this week. Well, you know, this is a very special game, and this is something I brought up the other day. The fact that they're playing on Christmas Day for the first time in their history is special, and they have a little bit of an advantage of that. And this might seem completely crazy, but just the fact that you're, you're the home team on Christmas means a whole heck of a lot. 
because you have guys that are family men on that team that get to wake up, albeit very early, wake up with their families, enjoy Christmas morning, and then kiss the kids, kiss the wife, kiss significant other, and say, hey, going to work. I'll see you at the stadium, and I'll wink at you in the stands. And then they go to work. And then what do they see at work? They see a sea of yellow towels going crazy. And when these guys walk out all clad in black for the first time in their history, that crowd is going to go berserk. And they are going to feed off of that crowd. They know what is at stake, Jeff. They know that this is their season. This is their chance at the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 51. Super Bowl 50 was actually in their grasp last year, and they know it. And they know that they lost because of injury, and they know they just couldn't complete it. They've had a mission since that day in January to come back and to play for Super Bowl 51. I know it's one week at a time, but this is the week. This is the penultimate week. This is the week that if they don't get through, if they don't take care of business, they are not going to the Super Bowl. They are not going to the playoffs. They're just thinking about what could have been. This team does not have the mentality that they had earlier in the season, especially when they had a four-game losing streak and they felt demoralized. They took that four-game losing streak and they ran with it. They learned from it. They changed from that. They grew from it. And now they think they could take on and beat the world. This is a confident team, but not a cocky team. This is a team that is ready to go to work, and I cannot wait till Christmas Day I'm telling you right now, season's beatings for the Baltimore Ravens, Jeff. <laughs> I like it. I like that season beatings, absolutely. That was a headline uh, back on the wheeling run from uh, remember the year that they whooped up on the uh, Cleveland Browns, I want to say on Christmas Eve. It was like a 48 to nothing thrashing. I mean, the Browns didn't even show up, I don't think. And that was the headline. Season beatings was the final, was the headline of the paper. I'll never forget that. But all I'm saying is that Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers' offense, they play well at home, and they play well on the national stage. Whether you're talking about the New York Giants game, the Dallas Cowboys game, I know how the Dallas Cowboys game ended up, but the offense played really, really well that day. Um, They play well at the big stage, and they play well, like you mentioned, with the uniforms, the special uniforms, whether it's the throwback or now the color rush. It is something for me that is very real. And a lot of fans will say, eh, that's stupid. That's, that, that's just, it's all, you know, poppycock, so to speak. I think it's real. I think that the, the jerseys that they wear, it, it adds more to it. And I think it's going to be awesome to see James Harrison come out of the tunnel if they introduce the defense in all black with the black visor, looking like a jacked-up Darth Vader. I don't know if I were the Ravens. I wouldn't want anything to do with him. Meanwhile, I think the Ravens might be coming to town in their little the little purple leotards looking like the tooth fairy. So, uh, or a Teletubby. I think that was someone I saw online did it best with the purple Teletubbies. Uh, so <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Um, make sure that on Monday of next week, um, hopefully you have time uh, to sit down and listen to another podcast. Brian and I will talk about everything at the Steelers Hangover. The day after call-in show, you can call in and talk about whether it's a Steelers playoff berth or a disappointing loss. Hopefully it's the first and not the latter. And as always, we'll be back on Wednesday for another episode of The Standard, The Standard. For Brian, I'm Jeff. We'll see you next time. Bye.
There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat. From an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.